Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section 10, chapter 121. He is marked by the spirit of prophecy. There was a young man of very good family who felt himself called to fight the battles of the Lord and decided to join our congregation. Once he had joined, he started by behaving so well in all aspects that everyone thought very highly of him. It appeared that in his loyalty to our Holy Father, he had quite overcome all affection for his family and hardly seemed even to think of them. But as it can sometimes happen, when he fell ill, he was so terrified by the virulence of the disease that though still practicing devotion, he conceived the idea of going back to his birthplace for the sake of a change of air to be more easily restored to health. He chose one of the congregation to accompany him who had himself been recently ill, so that he too, as he averred, might benefit his health from a change of air. The Holy Father did not approve the young man's idea, presaging that it would be dangerous to his soul, but the other succeeded not so much in gaining as in extorting permission for his plan from Philip who was exceedingly reluctant. On the day they were about to set off, he said to one of his disciples, remember this, two of them will go away, but only one will return. The young one will be so taken by affection for his family that he will not come back to our house. The priest who heard this was amazed, but Philip did not speak idly. The event turned out exactly as he had foretold. This happened in the year 80 of our century. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you remember when our Lord was teaching and his family, his mother, and his cousins came to see him? His cousins who were called by the title brothers and sisters? But the crowds were so great, they couldn't get to our Lord. And so they told him, your mother and your brothers are looking for you. And what did our Lord say? Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he said, he who does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. Was our Lord putting down the Blessed Virgin Mary there? No. He was praising her that she had a greater unity to Christ by her following the will of God 
than the fact that they were related by blood. And when our Lord was about to do his first miracle, his mother intervened and she said, they have no wine. And our Lord said something which was basically a foreshadowing of his passion, but also something that looked back to the Old Testament. But the words he chose were also in some way a challenge to Our Lady. He said, what is that to me and to you? Again, was he putting Our Lady down? No. But he was putting a little bit of a distance that just because she's his mother, just because she has special claim to his love, our Lord is not founding his church. He's not giving us the Eucharist and therefore the priesthood based on blood. This is not the Aaronic priesthood that he's giving us. And when our Lord called his apostles to follow him, they left everything. Wife and children, families, lands. And our Lord say, unless you hate your father and mother, you cannot be my disciple. On the other hand, our Lord said to the rich young man, if you want to enter life, keep the commandments, including honor your mother and father. And we have to remember all those passages and many others when we hear this kind of story tonight from the life of St. Philip. Why would St. Philip not want this poor young man, this young vocation, to go home for such a long time? Because he knew that this young man's vocation would be disturbed by the affection and the return to his homeland. He wasn't ready to go back. There would be a time when he would go back, when he could handle it, but this was not the time. And St. Philip always was telling people, it's hard to find Jesus with your family. And this was often interpreted by oratorians later on to mean something like this, don't expect too much. Don't expect too much from flesh and blood. Faith is stronger than blood. The bonds that we have in the mystical body of Christ, the bonds we have in the church, these are supernatural bonds. These are what we must foster. Now, if our Lord calls us to follow him, if he calls us to leave our immediate surroundings, he will give us the grace to follow him. Now, of course, there are situations in which even a priest or a monk has to return and take care of his family. Of course, he goes to visit. Of course, he loves his family. If he's meant to love all people, he's even meant to love his family, of course. And if he can help them in special ways, he should. But tonight's reading is meant to remind us of one thing. That Christ is our primary object of love. The bond we have to Christ transcends 
family and blood and homeland. And if there's anything that keeps us from him, if there's any relationship that's keeping us from following what the Lord commands, then sometimes we have to do such very difficult things. But the Lord will stand by us. The Lord will protect us. The Lord never allows us to be tempted beyond our strength. And in the end, if we follow him, then we will receive lands and children and brothers and sisters a hundredfold with persecution. But blessed are those who are persecuted, for theirs is the kingdom of God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.